Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action Forward News Team. Hello, this is MTG Action Forward News, your news team for keeping things fresh in the multiverse. I'm Mr. Comet number five, providing you new ways to lose your friends. Then we have Big Tuck, your breaking news source. Yes, and Sir Brian said to Combo just earlier this week as he ran him for the fourth <laughs> turn in a row with his entire goblin army. Here's looking at you, creep. Ugh. Ugh. That doesn't deserve a response, even though I just gave it one. Squeamy Gee getting caught up on meta traffic with the Weatherlight Report. Oh, I'm bringing you the beat on the street. Then we have the head of CMD Tower himself. <laughs> Well, that violin battle he got in five years ago finally caught up to him. <laughs> Great A-Bit. Thank you for tuning in to your number six source of Magic the Gathering news. We are nominated for an Emmy Cruel. Multiple of them. Go to mtgcca.com and make sure you vote for CMD Tower. Yes, please. Yeah, this is the year. This is our year, boys. I feel real good about oh, it. By the way, Collective, if we actually win a Emmy Cruel... That will be anyone who's a patron. We will get little mini Emmy cruels yeah. and ship them to you. Oh, like sold. Yeah, 100%. We're going to start off the top what? of the cast of latest in Carnage that ensued with 45. So some people might think that I would talk about a stream that happened one week ago. They might. Mr. Bever's channel. Might. Great guy. But I'm not going to give him the satisfaction redacted content creator redacted content creator does not get the satisfaction so i will talk about uh, a very sad day because obviously the chiefs lost the super bowl uh, but before that was able to get some games in with uh, day two big tuck the goad and frenemy dan a little, yeah. little five pot action uh, godfather too oh yeah that's right godfather jesus for a second i thought you said godfather 2 like the second yeah. version of the godfather oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the run of the litter if, if you will so um pretty much in a nutshell i mean this game went for like four hours at one point i had to quit not because i was in a losing board state but because i needed to go cook dinner for all the people that were over for the super bowl <laughs> and i just couldn't let this game drag on any longer um but i did want to point out i was playing my kirinos and tiro of melitus deck which everyone knows is my goat deck and uh cast approach of the second sun one of the only ways i can actually win the game i believe it was tuck who counterspelled me if i'm not mistaken how rude what was that? I'm that wasn't okay. What did you play before that? What was the one you no, played? No, no. So hold on, because you were playing your Golgari deck that game. I think that so was a. Was I think you're playing. You're playing a different deck the game before. Correct. And I that's ended the approach the night with my Go deck. Is that the one you approached the second sun with? Was the first one? Mm -mm. Is that for sure? I for sure counterspelled an approach to the second sun. There's no chance in hell I did it in my Golgari deck. Because the first one you were playing, the first deck you played of the night was, what was it? It was, gosh, it was like a Spellslinger deck, kind of, where you weren't doing anything, but it definitely wasn't the Goat deck. Hmm. Well, I know that I cast Approach with my Goad deck. I know that for a fact. So maybe okay. we played the Goad deck first, and then I had this different deck later. But 
it was interesting and depressing because I did that. Tuck counters it, which is ridiculous. Come on, it's approach of the second. Or, or somehow, it's yeah, so somehow I got rid of it. I, don't, I still remember. It's sweaty as hell. You gotta let me do it. <laughs> it's tripping. And then uh, much later in the game, day two was popping off. So day two actually built his drinkathon deck of yes. Pevesh Zot, the new black partner planeswalker, and um, what's it, Slurk? Yeah, yeah, that's the, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, to where whenever something dies that had plus one, plus one counters, you can like distribute them or something like that. Yep. And so I basically said, day two, this is your challenge. You have to figure out how to make this thing work. And he has built a filthy, filthy deck. And so at one point, ladies and germs, he had a massive board state. So, you know, I did the most sensible thing I could cast insurrection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, day, and there were so many things on the board. I got something from everyone. And that was the five pod game. Cause I remember everyone having to be like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did this after tuck left. So did, did insurrection. I finally get all the stuff on my board. I'm trying to figure out how I kill everyone. Uh, day two did a bunch of sacking beforehand. So I couldn't quite get his entire board. And then after all of that time, and then I think the go did some, uh, removal spells. I think the Godfather did some removal spells. Everyone wasted stuff. It gets to Dan <laughs> cause he's last in priority before me and the spell and the attacks resolve. Aetherize. oh no and everyone got so pissed because they were like frenemy you couldn't have just aetherized in the beginning (laughs) saved us all that time you know how how frenemy works it's got to sit back oh my gosh sit tight if you will it was absolutely frustrating that i went from approach nope we won't let you do that to insurrection (laughs) nope we won't let you do that and then the can't the cherry on top the game went like two more hours and i had to just leave so (laughs) that was my game this week squee what do you want to talk about so uh this week i wanted to bring up Three things. Uh, first, I've prepared uh, a statement about Squeecoin. Uh, I've learned now that for just $1 a day per working week, you can acquire a Squeecoin. And you should start saving up your pennies, get those Squeecoins, and build them up, because uh, we're looking to hit the market here soon. Two, huge shout out to Lemony Lemmings. Uh, he is sending me a alternate art Svella the Ice Shaper. Uh, that he picked up he's not going to use, which means I can now start oh, building nice. the Icy Manolith deck that I want to build so badly. Oh, it's going to be great. Cannot wait to put that one up in person. And then uh, number three, I completely forgot about it. Sounds about right. Yeah, look for look for the official Squee uh, opening bets come, what, financial financial Q3 2020, Mr. Combo? Does that sound right? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that yeah, sounds, sounds, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, sounds just about right. Um, again, $5 target here. Uh, it's only up from there. Once we go out into the market, I would assume Squeecoin <laughs> could be worth anywhere between 5 and $500 million. Who knows? I was like gonna say five, five, maybe five fifty. Yeah, maybe, maybe even <laughs> on a good week after a couple of years, five seventy-five. Once we've established yeah, ourselves, the, the 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 options are limitless. The sky, there's no, the- no. Really, what it would be is once uh, one of us end up on game nights and use the coin, then it'll be worth like a hundred dollars. Oh yes, yep, right. Yep, of course. So you better get them before we go. Hashtag coming for you, Jimmy. Hey, in oh, all fairness, thank too, you. Uh, Five seventy-five is almost a twenty percent increase. That's that's nothing to sniff at. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's just that's just that's just raw money right there. Right. 
Free money out there in the market. Free money. All right, Tuck. Tell your depressing ass story of the game <laughs> that obviously I was a part of. Well, I got two. I have a couple highlights. So I've been I've been continuing through my deck deconstruction mode. I did tear apart another deck today. My Maelstrom Wonder Chaos deck. Um, I I kind of like that deck. I just don't. I was looking through it and I kind of was trying to pivot it to a Cascade deck. And I was just looking through the cards and. I just thought to myself, I have, I don't want to play this. This just doesn't look fun anymore. <laughs> so I've been that. Um, but I, I did. I'm back up. I think I'm at 40 flat now. And I did build my Chevelle Death Touch. Shout out to Murph from Joplin. Um, and shout out to Mr. Combo and Squee. Uh, the Kaza Royal Chaser deck. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Built both those out. I got to play them both on Sunday. And I think they both... They both accomplished what i was trying to get with them but they're i feel like they still they're still they still need a little they're missing a couple of sprockets here and there um but a few weeks ago mr bevers was trying to get us to play uh on tuesday nights but he gave us a three or four hour notice and it just didn't yeah. work out so i brought up why don't we do the let's do the grudge match next week i'll make it happen uh, I kind of forgot about it, and luckily uh, we're all a bunch of losers, so on Monday when he reached out to me, we still made it work. But we did get the the trifecta of unholiness of me, uh, Sir Brian, Mr. Combo, and, and Mr. Bevs, and boy, let me tell you, it was just exactly what I want to see from the jump. I, the funniest part of it, and we don't need to get in specifics, but the best part of the whole night was both both Sir Brian and Mr. Combo, like it was like when Clark Kent and uh, Bruce Wayne meet in uh, Batman and Donna Justice, and they're both like, "Hey, Clark, hi, hi, Bruce, how you doing? Are we gonna be friends now? God, I don't even know who you are, but I can already tell I don't like you." Just like in each other's face. Uh, so you could tell they both were like, "We got no beef. There's nothing going on here. I don't know what you're talking about." Literally, it took maybe six turns and it was on they were just <laughs> blasting each other getting super salty um the, the second game which we should have never played in the get-go uh sir brian literally just said or i'm sorry redacted content creator he literally said i'm just gonna try to kill combo and then i'm going to bed <laughs> so we all everyone else all people watching it enjoyed it um it was it was hoots all around and i will say this hoots the second game kind of sucked because nothing happened but i really thought that the first game i thought the first game was actually really fun um i felt like kind of everyone got to do their do what their deck was hoping uh i i made a colossal mistake uh and a terrible uh turn four free board wipe from the from the crowd pretty much blasted me back to the stone age but um you know it's just good to see that redacted content creator mr combo are still keeping the uh still keeping the aggression alive for all of us out there to enjoy uh, wow love it man i'm sad i missed that i would have liked to see that yeah it was a good one. Oh, i just remembered what i was going to talk about for point number three all right here we go new bit working on new segment squeeze prospecting card of the week so this week i was looking at the reserve list and looking at prices and noticed that exalted dragon was starting to spike a little bit went on tcg player as soon as i saw it picked up four of them for between 10 and 45 cents a piece looking at it now uh this was on i think tuesday uh, now the cheapest one you can get in damage conditions eight dollars, and a regular lightly played one's like fifteen or seventeen dollars. That card is so bad. I know it's, but it's on the reserve list, and people are freaking out about it. Anyways, wow. I, yeah, I picked up four of those. One of them actually is damaged. One of them I picked up. It was from a thrift store, I guess. 
that sells on TCG player. I don't know. It's called Bayside Thrift, but they sent me for 10 cents and I think like 50 cents shipping. So 60 cents total, a card they called damaged. I pulled it out. It's spotless. It's near mint. It's beautiful. I don't know what they were doing, but Hmm. well, best of luck playing the spec market. It's a good week. Well, that's going to wrap up 40 life at a dash. Now to cover what's going on in your local multiverse. What's the plane chase? Yes, and uh, we are continuing one of my favorite series, the art series, and this one is by far and away the sweatiest bit of this that we have so far. Uh, We have talked about the the art of the steel. We have talked about the art of the deal, and ladies and germs out there in the collective, today we are talking about my personal favorite of the group so far, the art of the... Deville, the art of the Deville, that, that De- De- right the yeah. art those, of the Deville, the home game that would be Devil. So just don't be confused. The whole art game. of the Deville. So um, this one mostly I put in here. I didn't. I kind of just made it up, and actually I'm pretty happy with the way it turned out, especially based off of the game on Tuesday. But uh, we're we're, we're going to talk about this a little bit and answer some questions. So a real quick overview. So I see the art of the Deville goes back to the beginning of the of the game, the game's first inception. And to me, this particular art starts at turn zero. This one more so than any of them starts even before the game begins. So it's a part Courtchester, part brilliant tactician. This art is all about playing the meta, whether it's the decks, the people, or the rivals between said people. Um, by drawing the focus off yourself and driving other people towards their baser instincts, you can build up your board unmolested while they continue to ravage each other's forces. And when you enact this sort of vengeance-driven plan, you usually end up as a kingmaker. So, unbeknownst to me, I realized that I've been playing the art of the veal. I would wager to guess as long as I've been playing EDH. Uh, <laughs> it just kind of comes naturally to me. And I think it's because, I think part of that is because for me, I, I'm used to. I, I played in so many different play groups and, you know, sprouted play group here and had to go and then joined a play group here and had to go. So I think it's just been easy for me to quickly pick up on the rivalries, the kind of decks and start kind of playing to people, playing people off of each other, whether it's through chat, whether it's through talking about the game before, whether it's about making deck recommendations like last Tuesday against redacted content creator. Um, mostly until recently, I thought it was very benevolent or at least neutral in action, but I've started to realize that it is in fact a malevolent force. So, uh, so you're finally admitting yourself. I see. I see. How it is. <laughs> That's, I, it's, you know, it's, it's very much like I try to live the spiritual life, right? But I guess my body and play style is meant for sin. Uh, Mr. Combo, <laughs> your, your, your thoughts on the can, art Can we get you a playmat that vehicle? says that? My body and lifestyle. Or sorry, my body and play style are meant for sin. <laughs> Mr. Combo, as, as, as a man who believes in who believes in very little of the afterlife, uh, what do you have to think about the art of the Deville? Well, f- two things. Uh, one, you have to get that quote tattooed on your lower back at some point in your life. Uh, that's first. Uh, we also I need to update I live, the flavor I, I, text on your card. If we do another round of cards, that's totally your flavor text. I live. I want to. Oh, I live. I try to live a holy life, but my playstyle is meant for sin. <laughs> my body and playstyle uh, are meant for sin. And then, second thing, you are not the Deville. You are the politician because. 
Yes, recently you've kind of been in a king making mm. type role, but you but you do win games. And the art of the Deveal, they don't seem like they really win games. It's mm -hmm. it's like you said, they're ensuing chaos. They're trying to be under the radar while having all the focus go elsewhere. But usually when you're trying to be under the radar, it's very difficult for you to be able to sneak out and steal a win. Mm. Um, so you are a hundred percent the politician, Correct. not the Deveal. So the, those are the first few points. The, the art the art of the I'm the art of the deal player. There you go. Uh, but the the deal is interesting. Um, I honestly would say this is probably going to be one of the rarer play types that we so. talk about in the art series uh, because th this this seems like if the Godfather knew more about magic, then right. I think he would be the deal and not the steel. And so I, I, I think this, it's unless people are just going in and they are that kind of chaos player, they, they don't really care about winning. They just want everyone to just hate each other and mm -hmm. just, you know, watch yeah. everyone rip out each other's esophaguses. Um, and it's just a bloody pool of, of just mess. Uh, I, I just don't, I, I can't even think of someone in our own play group that is the Deville consistently. Now, I do think you could be a Deville on occasion. Have on Deville accident. tendencies. Sure. Yeah, so I would definitely say I play the Deville not, I'd probably say I do it 35% of the time, more because I'm tired of everyone targeting me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, I usually, you know, it's like, oh, Sir Nathan's playing a Loro. Oh God, guys, look out. He's yeah, playing yeah, a Loro. Yeah. And, and we'll get into a little bit more of that. Um, but yeah, it, it, I do think it's probably one of the rare archetypes, but it is interesting and uh, people that play it are bad people. Yeah, I'd and, say it is, yes, it is and, fairly rare because, to me, the Deville doesn't care winning at all. They think picking who gets to win is more fun than winning themselves because it's almost like they won by making the winner. Um, yep. Right, so, yeah, right, I, I right, think right. you're right. It's, it's kind of like a mixture of the politician and the chaos player put together. Um, where you need to know what's going on, you need to have a good idea, and the chaos part of that is more so you don't necessarily care who wins other than you as long as you get to be the one that decides. Sure. Yep. Um, and I think I did find it. So you brought up a good point when I was just trying to think through of someone who I might know that does this, and there was one guy that I played uh, out in FOCO in Fort Collins, a guy, a guy named Jeff. Uh, yeah, thank you. A guy named Jeff, and big boisterous guy kind of a neck beard right like he always hosted people over and he always had this like smile with him right and he never got upset when he lost and it always just felt like every game he ever played there was something going on and it wasn't chaos because he knew the game backwards and forwards i mean he right. sold like twelve thousand dollars worth of worth of reserve list cards when i lived there um which would just imagine how much those would be worth now but oh, it's God, just he always he, he always felt like he had his hands in a, a couple sinister pies at every time you play him right Ooh. and he's always someone where it's like I don't think you're going to win, but I think you're going to make this much more difficult on anyone else, and that's what you're going to enjoy. Yep. He never played stacks, he, but he never played stacks question, or though. mass Lando. A, but quick question though, uh, you talked about sinister pies. Does that come from Mister Sinister's Bakery? Oh, X Men reference. Does he <laughs> he, play, he plays. He plays only food tokens. Um, let's get. Let's hop right into it. Um, that's so we got a couple questions here uh and and squee i want you to answer this first one because yep. again you're you're kind of you're kind of always on the you're you're good at playing the you're good at playing the edges right you're good at the sure. outskirts 
What are, what are some subtle ways that people who are looking to be the Lucifer of the table can use before a game even begins to start turning the tide to their sinister machinations? So this kind of takes part of the politician in, but again, with more of a, a twist on you figuring out what you want to do in that game. So part of it is, one, you need to make a plan. Um, like we talked about, yeah. you got to know what's going on. You got to know the other commanders. Um, so you have to have an idea of who, who you think you want to win and then kind of how you might work around that mm. in the fringe because yeah. some people are going to have counter spells some people are going to have mill like you got to kind of formulate a plot before the game starts but the other thing to me is really sussing out like you guys had with mr bevers who doesn't like each other in that game and who's going to go <laughs> after each other because then that's going to make your job so much easier because you can let them do their thing they're knocking each other right. senseless they're not doing anything to you so you can decide oh maybe i do want one of those two people to win because i think it would be funny if one of them wins instead of them killing mm. each other so you start going after player three so you ping down right. player three get them low and then once one of the two knocks each other out then you can swing in and have them kill number three you kill number two or kind of just pick how you want that to be um but yeah you you let them go so you gotta you gotta you got to feel it out. So like, just start asking silly questions before the games. Like, Oh, anybody played recently against each other? Or just, you know, how did it go? Did, sure. Oh, did, did anybody kill you? Or was it, was it fun? Or did, did you get killed for no reason? What's going on here? And just kind of feel mm. it out. And they'll right. tell you, you know, it's like, Oh, Mr. Combo, that son of a bitch came out and he, he wiped my whole board. He didn't let me play any mana. And just, that was it. Killed me without any, uh, any remorse. Um, well, I think Mr. I think Mr. Bevers did play the role of the devil or the veal rather, at least in the first game, because he was he never really established much of like a super scary board state. But he's always like kind of yeah. like I'm kind of a threat, but maybe not as big as a threat if someone who if someone else has an explosive turn. And to that mm. point, and to that point, um, Squee he also attacked me for no reason several times just to keep my life total closer in parity with everyone else's. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you just you got to yeah. pay attention and keep the game even in striking distance, and then at the end of the game, you get to pick. And what if? Everybody thinks you're going to pick somebody else to to win, and then you, you go ahead and pick yourself. Right, right. Just right. throw a little chaos uh, into Mr. the fun there. A little chaos into the fun, Mister Mister Combo. Your uh, your your advice for pre game or early game strats for this Deville type. So it's actually pretty interesting. You know, looking through my notes, I actually think the art of the Deville, and especially with the three questions that you kind of lined up for us. I think the art of the Deville is just playing part of each of your other series that we've already talked about. So right. the first one, the pregame, it's it's really the politician. Right, you right, really right. want to channel that. And mm -hmm. so you want to start pointing out other people's commanders. You know, like I gave the example of Sir Nathan. Oh, he's playing Aloro. Um, you know, he's going to gain a whole lot of life and it's going to be hard <laughs> to kill him. Oh, gosh. I remember this one game where yeah, he did yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Telling so the tale. Do, the, yeah. Yeah. You, you do that. Uh, you reference those past interactions or even like throw in a potential new card that came out. Like, oh, he's playing Duretti. 
man uh i wonder if he has jeweled lotus in there oh mm. that would be super good with duretti and you may not even have it in there but you just start right. throwing out these hypotheticals right right right, right. yeah yeah, yeah. kind of like when you guys see me play a deck and it has black it's like oh mr combo's probably tutoring <laughs> and it's like well i may not even have tutors in the deck but it is a fair thing potentially. He's, 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 yeah. he's running he's running blue he's right. running blue there's probably a grim a grim power combo in there yeah, there you go uh, so i think I think that's what you do pre-game and yeah, it really yeah. is being that politician to where once again, like on the politician episode, I kind of talked about how I don't really politic. I just point out the facts. Mm -hmm. That's really what they're doing. But it's like loose facts because it may not yeah, even be right. truth. It's it may just be it's fake, it's fake, it's fake news. It, it's not facetious, <laughs> but at the same time, it's not really true. You know, who knows? Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree, I agree on both of those. And I think especially, you know, I think Sweet, you brought up a great point of being able to being able to quickly identify the people and the decks as soon mm -hmm. as you sit down and kind of feeling like, okay, I want this is how I want this to happen, right? And it's right. kind of like it's not like you're you're not trying to steal you're not trying to steal a game. You're really not there to make deals and that sort of thing. You're you're mm -hmm. starting to pit. You can always see the sows of being like, oh, he's playing this card. I know he's going to play this one, and I'm going to tell you everyone at the table how to be very scared about it. Right. 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 Um, right. And I think that's I think it's that's that's a skill that you kind of have to grow over time. Like obviously, if someone's playing a Derevi or Prosh deck or something like that, you can kind of be like, oh, he's probably he's probably playing Food Chain. Like better watch out, better hold up your enchantment <laughs> yeah. removal, right? As you play like Propaganda, uh, Sphere of Safety, and those sort of things. So yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, and Mr. Combo, this is going to be yours to start with because I feel like this is the role. This this role is the one that I think you, I feel like you dislike the most to be in. So uh, as we made mention in the description, I feel like the Deville often becomes like a kingmaker, right? It's very, I feel if you're playing a true art of the Deville, you're not a, you're not a chaos person. You're, you're still making calculated risks calculated plays, but you do start to use your resources and start to use your goodwill to kind of swing the tide for someone else. So if if you're play, trying to play this Art of the Deville and you do find yourself in that Kingmaker role, what do you think are some tips and tricks that you can do to kind of try to come out on top more often than you normally would? So I think it's channeling the Art of the Deal mm. if oh, you want yes, that to happen. Absolutely. So a, a few things, you know, one, you want to play slow. Um, yeah. If you're truly doing the art of the Deville, you want to go incredibly slow, even fake being resource screwed. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Classic move. Missed a land drop. Yeah. Grip a land. Yep. Yeah. Just, just kind of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you give them that fake information. Like when you could play your commander, just don't. Yeah. Like you might just pass the turn and they're like, why is he passing the turn? And it's like, oh, I have something in my hand. You might have nothing in your hand. Right, right. Uh, or, right. or it's I like, got oh, this. I can play my commander or I can play a mana rock. I'm talking about right. threes, boys. A pair of threes. Yeah. I am good. And it's also it's it's also to that point, too, of being like, well, I could do this. But like this this guy over here, he's got something up his sleeves and I want to make sure that I'm yeah. ready for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that's basically what you do. You got to play slow. You throw a lot of fake news out there. You become your own <laughs> fake news outlet. And that's the way that you'll be able to do it. Because as you're doing the art of the Deville, you're pointing out observations of everyone else. You're, you know, like we kind of talked about in question one. 
whether it's true or fake, because I mean, you know, anytime uh, Tuck sees me play Grim Monolith, he rolls his eyes up, here comes Power Artifact. <laughs> I may not even have Power Artifact in hand, but he's pointed it out, and now all the eyes are at me. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you do that, and you basically play slow enough to where it comes down to just you and one other player, because they're like, God, he's not doing he's not a threat why would i waste right. resources on him i'll just kill him next turn and then you're like boom board wipe try to play my commander let me try to sneak this out uh now that it's just right. 1v1 and and again back to uh for those who don't for those who aren't in the messenger group with me combo and squee mr combo as soon as i said this he pointed out that i played this and that's so true because i was one turn away from winning after deflecting <laughs> and, and helping out everyone else and it just didn't quite get there um <laughs> But but Squee, uh, what do you think are some some tips and tricks to to not have to be the the decision maker and end up being the man on top? Fog, baby, fog, yeah. Um, <laughs> so fogs actually have a very useful point to this specific role, and I think they're useful in general. Y'all may disagree or argue or whatever you want. Don't care. Um, in this particular role, I think fogs not necessarily because you're going to fog yourself. You're going to fog other people's board states. So say you want one person to win. They're about to get swung out on. You go, hey, you know, let me help you out there. If you, if you think you can come through next turn and do some damage, how about I fog this so you don't die? Nobody takes any damage and we just move on. Um, it wastes a turn right, right, for the right. person you're trying to get rid of as well because they swung out. Either they're untapped or sorry, either they're tapped out. Other creatures came out to you because they thought they could get it or, you know, it's pretty good chunk of their board state has been diminished at the time so you can go through that next turn and really pick how you want people to go about their business can you be like well i tapped him down i saved your life with a fog don't hit me go after him or her and from there then you kind of are able to make those choices and at instant speed you don't necessarily have to tell people you have fogs in there it's kind of like you know it, it, as i would also say run counter yeah. spells in here too because you can do that for other people's board states too um everybody always counters their own you know what they need for their own board state but you people mm -hmm. don't usually play a counter spell for what somebody else needs for their board state you always save it just in case right so, you know use those cards a little differently than you normally would and i think uh that's going to help a lot at the end of the game yeah i agree i agreed with both both um both points and again back to mr combo's points of having to play kind of all of the arts that we've talked about to this point this i think that if you're going to win you it is going to be a steal it's going to be a steal yep. late game and going into it if you feel like you're if you feel like you're into that spot where you know the people enough you know that there's some shared animosity card reference uh, or perhaps some like worrisome about a per certain person in a play group you know that you can buy some time you know you don't have to rush out your board then start waiting for people to pick them off save up your resources again and that it's so funny that this deck worked out uh or this game such that it did if i hadn't had propaganda i would have been dead like turn yeah. six but because i had that i was like really able to kind of stink or uh, stick my hands into the aforementioned food tokens uh perfect well so we all can't be geniuses and we all can't be playing this level of 4D chess or whatever. So <laughs> what are some strategy tips and tricks to dealing with this sort of genius mind at work? I'll take this one off. Um, 
I think the key here is to I think one of the big keys here is because we may mention that this is this this role of the Deville is kind of an, an amalgamation of a lot of the other player archetypes we've got we've talked to up to this point. I think one thing that I would really recommend is really try to identify the difference between a chaos player and a Deville player. Because it can I can see how you can kind of see it both. But I think yeah. the big differential in there, if you look like again uh, to our own meta of the Godfather, the Godfather is not a Deville deck. He's just a Chaos player, right? Right. And that yeah. might and that might just be that, as Mr. Combo and Squee alluded to earlier, like he's not as in tune or doesn't care about the game. But I think that mm-hmm. there's some people who pass off as like, I'm just trying to have fun. Like let's get wacky and all this other stuff. But in reality, they're a cold-hearted bastard with a cruel, <laughs> calculating mind and knows exactly what's going on. Like so, as cat. you start to see someone, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> but as you start as you start to see these sort of patterns emerge, just being able to identify someone who's just there to be a goofball and have a good time versus someone who's going to intentionally try to sandbag other players with knowledge that they have about their decks or that person. So that would that would be my strategies and tips. Uh, Squee, do you have any that came to mind um, about how to deal with the Deville? Be the Deville yourself. Give them their own medicine. So if you see somebody doing this at the table, <laughs> you start going. You're, you you kind of start thinking to yourself. You're like, wow, they're really uh, they're really leaving friendly alone over there. But they're going after Tuck. They're going after Combo. Um, what's going on here? Maybe he wants friendly to win. So then. You get in your own head and you start getting into their head and you go, well, screw it. I'm going to start hitting frenemy because he wants frenemy <laughs> to win. So then he's going to have to do something to me, which is going to going to take away from his king making abilities to deal with the other two players that he's trying to deal with right now. So you just got to you got to kind of take right. the the Deville meta, flip it on him and do the same thing. Just play a couple of chaotic roles. Do a weird, wacky thing on the board that they weren't expecting because it's going to throw them off of their their normal plans. And if you see that you think they want one person to win, go after that person as fast as you humanly possibly can because then the <laughs> other player, they're not going to know what to do. Their whole plan's shot. The Deville is over and dead with, and then they might just have to play a regular game. <laughs> just some vanilla missionary-style magic. Well, Mr. Combo... <laughs> Uh, I know that you, uh, I know that this is probably your least favorite of the three arts that we've discussed. So what, what are your advice for those out there who are discussed with the discussion of this art of the Deville? Kill them first. End of story. But the issue with it, because I mean, you do really what you want to have happen is you want to kill them first. And then if you're playing a webcam EDH, uh, you mute them. Or if they're in person, you make them go stand in the corner in another room because the the whole art of the Deville works because they're being vocal They're It's not just what they're playing. It's what they're also saying and stating. Right. right, And right. I feel like the person who is the Deville, if they don't get to King make and get second place and they get knocked out first, they're going to be a chatterbox. Mm-hmm. Oh, look what he's doing. Oh, look what he's doing. Oh, look at that. And it's just they won't shut the hell up. So I think you have to kill them first, make them leave the room or mute them <laughs> on, in Chrome or whatever web browser you're using. But that's really the only thing you can do. Um, <laughs> you know, I think I think if you try to kill whoever they're king making, then they're just going to start king making someone else. Mm-hmm. They're, they're always going to have someone that they could do it with um, un- unless like, oh, 
you know, Squeeze doing this, maybe I'll make him Kingmaker, even though right, you're like right, right. trying to mm -hmm. stop the Deville, but that's like some 6D chess right there. <laughs> it's uh, beautiful. That time it's and beautiful. space ha hasn't been able to consume yet. So that'd be my opinion. And if you know someone is the Deville, I think things to recognize is their commanders will probably be higher CMC. Their deck's going yeah. to play slower. Yeah, they for do sure. want that game to go 10, 12, 15 turns. So yeah, just just bolt them right to the face. <laughs> That's lightning bolt, by the way, for those playing the home game. Yeah. Lightning bolt to the face. The old lightning bolt. Well, again, um, you would think after how sweaty this bit was that this is the end of the art series, but I'm pretty sure I'll be able to dig something up that's maybe a little more sweaty. So, um, <laughs> again, art of the steel, art of the deal, art of the deal. Keep out your eyes, and you'll be a better player for it. I mean, we have to do art of the well, squeal next, right, for... Like the player that, that just cries foul and cries wolf the whole game. That's going oh, on. You mean, you, you, you mean uh, Sir Brian? So that's going to wrap up. No, it's, pro it's, pro it's, it's, pronounced redacted, it's pronounced redacted, redacted content creator. Now in that last segment, Squee dives into those creative juices with the weather label. Welcome back to the Weatherlight Report. Coming to you live. I'm Squee McGee. So, whoa, whoa, where are you coming live from? Helicopter blew up. I'm building a new one in the backyard right now. I'll be back <laughs> next week. Don't worry about it, boys. <laughs> uh, so, I decided to try and outdo myself for the most not mana wise, or sorry, not cost wise, but mana wise expensive commander coming in at a shocking 12 mana to cast. We're talking in name as one legendary creature spirit from the Kamigawa block. When in name as one comes into play, if you played it from your hand, you may search your library for a spirit card, put it into play and then shuffle your library. When in name as one is put oh. into a graveyard from play, you may remove it from the game. If you do return target spirit card from your graveyard to play, it's an 8-8. Eight, eight. Wow. That is horrible. <laughs> hey, that, now, this is better than last week's. Trust me. It, I, I don't think so, because if you look at it, you so if this is your commander, first off, you have to put it to the, you have to cast it to the battlefield, bounce it back to your own hand, and then cast it again for another 12. That land. Yeah, you just do that land where you get sure. the commander from the command yeah. zone to your hand. You know what? I'm just going to hit you but with I a card to make you eat your own words right now. It's already in the list. Oh, okay. Road of return, two green. It's a rare. Choose one. Return target permanent card from your graveyard to your hand or put your commander into the, your hand from the command zone. Has an entire oh. cost of two. That's kind of cool. That is extremely cool. Yeah, I'd never heard of this card before, yeah. but it seems quite useful in a couple of different scenarios. Who's my bad? That's my scenario. Yeah, so I mean, this one, say you get this late game, you can bring your commander back from the graveyard if you already had him in play and he dies and goes to the graveyard instead of sending him to command zone again so you don't have to pay 14. Right, uh, right. Or you can bring it straight to your hand from the command zone even if he does cost 14, 16, 18 and he's not in play or in the graveyard yet. Done deal. It's easy. Bring him out and then you only have to pay a measly 12 to get him out of the board. <laughs> only a 12 yeah, yeah it's not no big deal yeah exactly it's like yeah. most like again we've as we mentioned on our uh, alternate universe podcast bruising builds i mean if you're playing something eight you should be winning the game so just think if you're <laughs> like we've gone so past that cmc that now it's it's completely doesn't matter of what it is 
Dude, what a better this kicker. Might well be blanked. This is the Deville commander in one. It takes forever to get up and running. Nobody's going to touch you for a long time because they're like, wow, that's stupid. I really want to see this thing come out <laughs> onto the board. And wow, then, wow, that's tough. It's in black and green, so you can run a bunch of removal. You can run a bunch of fogs. It's great. Wow. Um, <laughs> I, I like I like the card, uh, the the green and twine. Yeah, that's uh, good. This, this commander is hot trash, <laughs> so I'm proud of you. That's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> Look, I've been uh, I've been working on my hot trash commanders here lately, and well, I, I got pretty excited. You about hit this one. one. You hit this one out of the park. All right. Well, let's just uh, let's just figure out a way to get him out there a little bit sooner. We need to ramp here, and of course, you run all your normal ones like uh, Kadama's Reach, which is actually an arcane spell, which has some synergy with spirits and that type of thing. Um, but. Outside of that, we still need more mana. So we need Kodama's Reach, plus some ramp, plus some more ramp, plus some ramp on top of that, and then eventually you still complete your commander. Uh, so we're talking Loam Dweller. So it is one colorless and green. It's a creature spirit from, I believe, also the Kamigawa block. I don't remember what that symbol is. Um, yep, whenever yeah, you betrayers. play a spirit or arcane spell, you may put a land card from your hand into play tapped. It's a 2-2. Two, two. Wow. Okay. So you have right. this out. You play your Kadama's Reach. You get to put two lands in, and then you get to play a land from your hand because you played an arcane spell. Double ramp. I like double it. Ramp. It's a double it's, trouble. I I just want to know how many spells are the arc. I'm gonna take a quick look here while we go into the next one because I feel like this is only gonna be hitting about 15 spells with the arcane trigger. <laughs> with the arcane <laughs> trigger. Especially these you gotta take in mind that this is gonna be a spirit tribal deck, so ideally you're gonna load it up oh, with sure. a lot of small spirits and little stuff that'll get you by early game, mid game, that are also helping right, you right. ramp and helping you do other things. Um, look, is it sweaty? Uh, Thirty. Sure. So actually, this is shocking to me. There are 32 cards in this color combination <laughs> that are arcane. That so is wild. There you go. That's a lot. <laughs> That's more cards than I'll probably have enough lands to play. Like if you draw a couple lands first hand, <laughs> and then you can't you can't actually get them all out with it. All oh, right. and there's actually. A, sorry, go ahead. All right, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a spirit with the weirdest <laughs> artwork I've ever seen. So, uh, Petal Main Baku. That is petal like a lotus. Uh, P e t a l. M-A-N-E-B-A-K-U. Oh, that is um, weird. Yeah, look at that art. It's like a... Oh. I don't know what. It's got monster feet, but then it's a rose bush? A rose bush. With no, no those are also or clearly, tail or those are like, arms or... Those are like clearly a, kitty cat feet. Right? I don't... It's like a... Think it's like, like a rose bush. Look like, like a T-Rex's legs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a rose bush banged a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wouldn't it be the cat that bangs the rose? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, it's got the dominant genes yeah. in, the, in the hands and the tail. I was gonna say, did we finally figure out how to jam a cat? The rose bush is jamming a cat. Yeah, we did it. We did it. <laughs> Holy hell! What a, what a throwback! It only took a year. Oh, hashtag old bits. Here we are. Uh, yeah, so pedal redacted bits. For, <laughs> for those playing the home game, uh, it's a one-two spirit. Also, Kamigawa block. Uh, whenever you play a spirit or arcane spell, you may put a key counter. That's K I, Kai Ki, I don't know. Uh, counter on Petal Main Baku. Chi counter, sure. For one colorless, remove X Chi counters from Petal Main Baku. Add X mana of any color to your mana pool. It's a one, two. So now that you got Loam Dweller and you got Petal Main Baku out there, every time you play a spirit, you can either put a land in tapped and add a counter onto him. 
And then a couple turns later, I think we I think we got 12 mana here pretty quick. <laughs> think about playing Kodama's Reach with both of these on the board. That is that is quite a lot of value. I won't. And I was wrong. It's Kai. Kai. All what? right. Kai. I, I should know that because I'm obsessed with Dragon Ball Z. Wait, is it <laughs> that was it's not Kai? Right? No, you say it like Hi, but with a K. Kai. Oh, wow. Kai. Okay. Wait, for reals? Yeah, I just Googled it. How to say K-I pronunciation. Long I sound. Like saying hi, but with a K. Whoa. Kai. Okay. I need to remember that. All right. Well, moving on after this Kai fiasco. Uh, so now that we're triple ramping off of arcanes and spirits, let's play a spirit. Uh, we're talking a common here. Thief of Hope. So two colorless and a black creature spirits. A two two has soul shift for two. I didn't know what soul shift was, but whenever this creature <laughs> dies, you may return target spirit card with converted mana cost two or less from your graveyard to your hand. And then whenever you cast a spirit or arcane spell, target opponent loses one life and you gain a life. Whoa! <sighs> it's like a worse version of Blood Artist. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's also that. What's that? Hold on. There. I just realized there's actually a card here that would be awesome. It's a modern card, so my my ad for this would be a card called uh, Gorio's Vengeance. So for a colorless oh, yeah. black, return a target legendary creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. That creature gains haste, exile at the beginning of the next end step. It's an arcane spell, and you can splice it onto arcane for two colors and a black. So in the likely chance that your commander just gets murdered if you will um or some other some other horrible part thing. Of magic. <laughs> then you can just bring it back out and now that it's been crashed it's only two bucks so uh get your get your triggers get your commander back out does everything you want uh i got no complaints about that hell i think this could be mediocre i'm calling this yeah. deck mediocre yeah. I don't think it sucks. Oh, it's absolutely mediocre <laughs> uh, it doesn't suck but, it's not you know, great what? but it's it's right in the middle Something that you would need in the 99 for sure, because uh, it looks, I mean, look, a lot of these spirit effects aren't that great, <laughs> um, but Kyoki Sanity's Eclipse would actually be really good in here. That's four colorless black black. It's a demon spirit legend, 6-4, but whenever you play a spirit or arcane, target opponent exiles oh. a card from their hand. Mm, yeah, that's good. That's, that's real good. That is filthy. Yeah, that adds up. Especially you know, if you're going to be... My boy Kakusho, that's a spirit. Oh yeah, hey, uh, the most uh, the most expensive the most expensive <laughs> card in the deck by a country mile. I figured it out. Okay, here's what you do. Okay, you build your spirit arcane deck uh -huh. with Carador as the commander, but the secret commander is a name is one. Oh Ooh. yeah, there's a lot of good there's a lot of good commies in uh, in white too. Well. There you go. Ooh, that'd be. There you go. It's still in a name is one deck. It's just the secret commander in the ninety nine. Oh, oh, there like are it. piles of. Yeah, like all the commies are in white, green, and black, except for like a handful. It's beautiful. I like it. That's cool. Go. Yeah. All right, boys. Just like uh, but, just like our rating out there in the world, I'm calling this uh, a six on the scale. A, a Letterman six. Yeah, David Letterman six. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, that's all I had on it. That went better than I thought it would. I'm going to kick yeah. back to the Action 4 News Desk with Mr. Combo and Big Tuck. Thank you for staying with us. And as always, remember the great giveaways from CMD Tower and Level 1 Game Shop.
by retweeting, subscribing, following, liking, sharing, and hey, place an order is through levelgameshop.com. Hey. I'm Harry Carey. Also, hey. another way to support. <laughs> Hey! <laughs> if the moon was made out of blue cheese, would you eat it? I know I would. Can you read the rest of this in a Harry Carey voice? Because that would make me... Oh, laugh. great, great question. Also, another way to support your news team is head over to the Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash CFDTown. With more tears for all the budgets. This way that you, the collective, can't help. You can, you can also place orders for, for, for swag and stuff. That's cmdtower.com slash merch. <laughs> you can stay in touch with the MT Action 4 News team by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and our website, CMD Tower. <laughs> you can communicate directly with your news team at CMD Tower. That's Mr. Number Commodore 5. All spelled out. Except for 5. And here's we. We that big tongue tweeting. From the MT Action 4 News team. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. You have no shame and god damn it, I respect it. <laughs>